So we have our first li- live guest, I was going to say in studio, but in this beautiful setting here of St. Flannan's Cathedral in Killaloo. And Karen Speed Anders. Karen, you're chair of the Killaloo Balna Community Garden Project. That's right, that yeah. right? Tom, yeah. And um, you have something happening today, do you? Uh, we have an open day. We do an annual day in conjunction with the Fela Brian Baru. And yeah. uh, we have an open day today um, from 12 to 4. Uh, so the gar- well, the garden is open uh, to the public all the time. Once a member is there, or somebody's, everybody's welcome all the time. But it's it's a bit of an official one today, twelve to four. So w- uh, where is the precise location of the garden? Community no, for garden those that are is not between with the yeah. tennis court and uh, the Kinkora Kids Crash. Oh, it's the yes. Banfield. It's called. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I know exactly where it is now. Yeah, yeah. very easy to get at, Karen, and. Uh, a great venue for people to come to today and see what exactly is going on in the garden. Absolutely. Well, it's a, it's a chance for people that wouldn't necessarily um, be interested in gardening to come and just, you know, hang out and meet the gardeners and meet the people down there and we'll show them around and bring the kids. Um, might be a few strawberries left to be picked. And, nice. Um, Did they get a chance to ripen? Yeah. Oh, we had a fantastic crop stock. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I think it's been a good season for the fact that we had heat there, I suppose, in May and June and sunshine and all that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And Because the, the strawberries, strawberries haven't tasted as good in a long time, I think, have they? No, yeah. these are exceptional, yeah. actually. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, how, how, does, how does the garden work, Karen? I mean... You know, I know there's kind of members of the garden. Is that correct? And yeah, well, how the, does that work out then? You well, I the suppose if, if if we yeah if we go back to to the beginnings of the garden, um, it was established uh, with the resource centre, um, who engaged Jim Cronin, who's um, uh, the local organic guru um, from Bridgetown, and he came in and he um, he set up the beds. Uh, ploughing with the horses and um, that was in 2010 so moving on then to 2013 um, I think we've about three original members still and in between those 13 years is it 13 years Mm. um, you know there's there's been a lot of people the garden is transient like the seasons people come and they go Sure, of course. For all different reasons. So um, it is a community garden, but we do a lot plots to people. Um, and uh, Mini allotments, in other words, is it? Yeah, but, yeah. but it, it's not actually an allotment. Yes. But it's still a community garden. So sure. we like people to look after their allotted space. Yes. And then help uh Communally, yeah, you know, yeah, around yeah. the garden. And is it all, are they all open beds? You don't have anything under cover, do you? Oh, we do, yeah. We yeah. have a, a great polytunnel. To, have you? This is yes. our first season. Yeah. Yeah, this year. So um, that, uh, we, we got a, a great grant from uh, CLAR, um, from the Department of Rural and Community Development. And um, we, that enabled us to put up a perimeter fence and to actually define the area. Um, uh, we got a polytunnel, uh, a lovely shed, and a lovely gazebo, which uh, is undercover, and is great for this weather. Yes. You know. So yes, we do have polytunnel, which is like uh, going out of all proportion now at the moment. Mm-hmm. So in that we have tomatoes, uh, aubergines, peppers, chilies, squashes, 
basil, um, cucumbers. Yeah, so they're all coming to fruition. So everything you need for the Mediterranean diet is everything in there for the sign of things. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a fantastic grant. Um, and we got that in conjunction with the East Clare uh, Community Co-op from Scarif. We're under their umbrella at the moment. So um, they enabled us to get that grant. So it was fantastic. Uh, we'll be eternally grateful for that. So, uh, yeah, so... The garden people come and go uh, there is membership and um, uh, there's a, a quick form that you sign there's a protocol that you read and you sign same as any organization have you a website or a facebook page have, or? yeah it's killaloo community garden the website and the uh, gmail is killaloo cg at gmail.com yeah. so and we have a facebook page as well yeah, yeah. so we're easy found and you mem mentioned Physical. their membership karen mm. is there a charge on the membership yeah if it would, uh, if if you have a plot, well, we have half plots now because we had so many people, and uh, we had to. Um, originally, when I started in the garden, we had full plots, but the um, uh, it, it became so popular that we had to split the plots in two. True. So there is a a, a charge of forty euros mm -hmm. per year for that half a plot. Um, and then uh, if, if, you, if you want to join the garden, which is also a brilliant idea, and don't want to actually garden, we do have uh, what we call um, an associate member for 20, 20 euros. So they can come down at any time when this garden is there, uh, avail of um, all the fruits that are uh, in abundance at the moment, um, help out communally, hopefully, and um, come down at one o'clock for the best cafe in, in Kiriru every Saturday. Terrific. I was just, um, I, I know I was having a look at it last year and I was fascinated by all the different things that people are managing to grow in, you know, a relatively small yeah. amount of, of land and, uh, you know, the, the variety of things that are growing, the colours and the fresh herbs and all that. So that brings me to another thought, which is, are you selling any of the produce? If there's abundance, you know, do people get the chance to sell it or? Yeah, uh, we don't at the moment, but we have discussed it at committee meetings. And um, it is something that, that if we get an abundance, um, we will put um, an honesty box outside our gate. And, um, you know, people can come down and uh, it works quite well. There's one in Kinvara and there's one actually on the the Ennis Road, isn't it, from Tomb Brainy? That's a idea. Yeah, super. It's a little yeah. stall there. So um, we're not adverse to it. If we get, this is only our first year of the polytunnel growing. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, that's, well, I have a greenhouse myself at home, so I've been growing tomatoes for um, myself and my husband for years. But uh, So we'll see how abundant the crops are going to be. Well, it's looking good, I know, anyway. So you have green fingers then? Well, I wouldn't say that, but, you know, <laughs> I enjoy it. Interested, yeah. yes, yes, yes. It's not just gardening. It, yeah. I have to stress, it's really not just about gardening. Yeah. The polytunnel, then, is obviously, it will give you nearly a year-round dimension. Absolutely, for yeah. yeah. So we can do, we can do uh, things all year, um, you know, different salad leaves, yeah, spinaches, yeah, yeah. and different things in the winter, yeah. The, uh, lettuce and all that, you know, there's yeah. nothing like a freshly picked lettuce, yeah. you know. There's, Absolutely you, not. You can't buy anything like it, you know. Yeah. And, is there a policy kind of, or, you know, a practice, let's say, that means the garden's totally organic? Is it an organic? Yes. Oh, yeah. that's a marvellous thing. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's it's just a no-brainer, isn't it? It's the way to go. And it's difficult because, um, you know, we still have little little pests, slugs and that. And, but we do... Um, I'd be down there most mornings, um, especially with a polytunnel, you have to open and close it. Now, the weather was so fantastic, we didn't have to do that. But generally, uh, one of us will go down once a day and do a slug alert or do a caterpillar alert or do a white butterfly alert. And um, uh, up to press, you know, um, it's been, you know, we've been okay. And apart from telling those uh, pests to get lost, uh, how do you deal with them, slugs in particular? Do you teach them to drink beer or something? No. Well, yeah, there's loads of those tricks. There's copper yeah. wire and there's drinking Oh, beer. copper wire, yeah. Well, uh, there's probably not much beer left with all the, you know, our, our, <laughs> some of our members. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing I've been thinking about in regard to gardening and the community garden I'm not a gardener myself I have to admit but I'm really interested in sort of the names of plants and flowers and all that kind of thing and it's the learning side of it and the educational side of it yeah. and I know that there have been very successful initiatives in other places uh, teaching school kids about say the types of vegetables you know the way these days so many things come pre-packaged or frozen and that kind of thing the kids hardly know what for instance an aubergine would look like well they think it comes in a plastic bag which is, <laughs> is exactly. which is outrageous really isn't it mm-hmm. a lot of them are not sure where milk comes from you know well, indeed. Yeah. yeah so you know it's it that's why it's so important it is it is you know and we'd love more members with children of any age yeah but children of a certain age, because that's the next generation that are coming up now. Yeah. I mean, I think this, you know, probably my dad was was um, born just after the war. And every house that we had growing up, we had a garden. Yes. And uh, the idea of growing your own food was so important to people from, you know, that era. Because they remember being hungry. My dad remembers, you know, uh, being hungry and, you know, and them growing stuff and every single house since then. Yeah. And then if people, ha- you know, houses were being built um, and they were given great gardens, yeah. it wasn't just a postage stamp, you know, so they could grow things. And yeah. of course, during and after the Second World War, when there were so many shortages in rationing and all Absolutely. that kind of thing, yeah. it became very important. Well, my dad remembers that and he, mm. he became a great gardener. Yeah. Most of the people of that generation were self-sufficient in uh, yeah. potatoes and vegetables and yeah. everything else. You know, yeah, they mightn't have the range that we have now, but you know, the well, the big companies yeah. came in and yes, and, and taught us to to think that it was uh, more fashionable to get them all mm-hmm. in the one place. But actually, I think that's been proven not the case, really. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the terrific things about Killaloo, actually, is the interest in in all of this kind of thing and in. in you know, grow your own and all of that. Yeah. And in fact, generally in the country, the grow your own movement that was started a couple of years ago. Yeah. Would you have any yeah. links with that? Yeah, or? we do have. Yeah, we are members of it. Yeah, hmm. we do have. And um, GIY, is it? GIY, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was started by Mick Kelly in Washford, right. yes. actually. And he's he's got um, um, a great enterprise there going, you know, um, and he started from nothing. Mm-hmm. He actually started by looking at garlic in the supermarket and saying... My God, can we not came from China here? or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. from China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Actually, it's an interesting exercise. I've done it myself, but not in recent times now, to go into a supermarket, any of the big supermarkets, and look at the veg, the origin of the world. You know, and just 
<laughs> you know, talk about the carbon really scare you. Talk about um, footprint, yeah. you know, blueberries from Peru in this yeah, time of year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, South America. I mean, I, I made a sandwich go, going to on the train yesterday, and uh, the lettuce, the beetroot, the tomato. Um, the tomato wasn't mine, and the um, onions were all mine. Oh, very and satisfying. I too, hate when it? when when it comes to if you've eaten if you can go to your own greenhouse or polytunnel and pick tomatoes. Mm-hmm. This just, time of the year, you just is. hate Ooh. the winter. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. And the bad tomatoes, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. And they're not bad. I can't say that. But, you know, there's nothing as tasty as and as satisfying as going out to your garden and picking your own stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, you said the big companies, that's all we call them. You yes. Know, think that carrots should be a certain shape and if they're misshapen or if they're... Uh, How appalling is that? Yeah. I know, I know, I know. And coming back to the open day that you're having today, isn't there a talk or something yeah. like that this afternoon? Uh, we've a, a, a lovely um, lady called uh, Liz Griffiths. Um, she's uh, uh, from the Burren and she's head gardener in the Edenvale Walled Garden in Ennis. Oh. And she's coming to give a talk on uh, vegetables and flowers uh, growing together. Why not? And is that at three? And that's uh, three to four. Three to four. So, that's so everybody's so welcome to come along to that. Um, uh, Liz will have a few slides of her. I've seen it, actually. I've been there. It's a private wall garden in Ennis. Um, I've been there, and uh, they're doing amazing work. Um, I don't know. She'll have all the history of the garden uh, today with her, uh, that wall garden. Mm-hmm. And um, she'll be giving us a, f- a few tips. She Now, she has green fingers. <laughs> But you know that's She's another, my go-to. That's another brilliant thing as well. Goodness, it seems like no time. I can't believe it's 13 years ago. I can remember seeing Jim Cronin um, with his distinctive, you know, hat and the whole thing, yeah. and and a spade up, starting to teach people about how to do it, how to look after the well, land. Well, just that. on that, and a huge thanks to uh, the resource centre in general, and especially to Keith. Um, he got in touch with me about a month ago and he said I'm after finding photos of taken on the day right um so um myself and case and thanks to Brona and Linda for doing a lot of photocopying and a lot of help now they've been brilliant um uh we put it together picked the photos and uh we have a small display on today it'll be in the gazebo um, from 12 so fantastic photos of the before and then you see the after now mm-hmm. at the moment. Oh. So they're lovely to have. Fabulous and we've to got have our three record. original members are in those photos. I don't think they know yet, but they'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, you know, uh, as somebody who's going to retire in the next few months and haven't had the time over the last 50 years to do anything, I suppose, reasonable in gardening, I'm, you know... Little interest. Have I talked you around into it? <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. And probably start on a small scale at home, yeah. I suppose, maybe even a, a tiny herb garden. I don't want to go half an acre or anything well, like that. Well, it, it has Any to, advice? Yeah. Your, your achievement has to be, it has to be a realistic goal. Yes, yes. Otherwise, you, you panic and you, you know, like anything in life. Yes. Your goals have to be realistic and achievable, don't they? Certainly. And do. it has to be fun. You well, know. it's it's really nice to see that it's coming back in, in the generations that are coming up now because um, my Canadian uh, nephews, two of them, 
at different parts of the country, one in Saskatchewan and one in Vancouver, BC, they have each started growing vegetables in their own gardens, you know, for their own use and yes. everything. Yeah. And having a bowl doing it, they're really enjoying finding out about yeah. the types of things that'll suit the climates they're in and uh, beginning to grow to, to, you know, like yourself, be self-sufficient as far as they can. And yeah, you know, it's lovely to see that. And the quality of the food, of course, is great as well because it's homegrown. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, if you, you want to talk about food sovereignty or food security. Yes, I mean, it's yes. never been as more important. The ability to be able to, to um, grow and to determine how you're going to grow it um, and, you know, to have and be able to feed people, um, you know, is uh, so important. We, as a community, should be more conscious of that. Absolutely. Yeah, and have yeah. a micro economy, you know, somebody yeah. growing the veg here. And uh, what if transport stopped? And it's not unrealistic, that, well, you know. I mean, yeah. we all found out in the pandemic that we did. things yes. were, well, you know, reported that, were, you know, the weather in, in, in um, has affected um, fruit and some veg um, yes. uh, from, you know, uh, South Africa and northern Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the drought. Yeah. Well, they talk about climate warming and all that. We're blessed in this country. We really don't get the extremes of heat or uh, floods or drought, you yeah. know. Yeah. Come to fine days and we're praying for rain nearly, yeah. but, you know. We yeah, do. well, well, it is true, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you grow things, um, you know, if it could rain at night, and that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That'd be the ideal. Wouldn't it just, yeah. And of course, it's not just about the, the food security aspect of it and, and being self-sufficient, really important, but it's not just about that. I love the flower side of it as well. Yeah. You know, the scents and the... Well, that's why Liz colors. is going to talk about growing the veg uh, and companion planting with the flowers ah, as well. very good. Just to remind us again, what time? Uh, three to four. Three to four. Are you coming? Uh, well, <laughs> actually, would you believe I'd be on air? Oh, <laughs> on another right, program. Okay. So, <laughs> another day. You know, another day. We, we'll have sure. make a date for that. Yeah. You know? Well, you know where we are now. Exactly. Indeed. Then yeah, and see us. Yeah. Karen, yeah. yeah. just want to thank you for taking the time to come in on what's a very busy day for the community yeah. garden today to talk to us. Not and at to all. Give us your insights and to um, let people know about what's going on there, yeah. and uh, so encourage everybody who's in. Killaloo visiting today, whether they're living here or whether visiting, yeah. to make the best of the day that's in it. Well, I think the weather, better. the forecast is, is good from 11 on, as we'll see. Yeah, and it's it's not that cold, actually, no. this morning. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it's just good, you know. Get the galoshes on, particularly. Well, we'll be there anyway. <laughs> yeah. We'll be okay, there. We we'll look yeah. forward to yeah. it. Yeah. So, and it's been lovely talking yeah. to you. And lovely talking to yeah. you. Thank you very much for having us. We'll have another little piece of music, will we, uh, Patricia? I, I think we should. And um, we're going to go with, you know, the old, oldest gold, Surfing USA from the Beach Boys. <laughs> Brings back memories to you, does it? <laughs> Surely does. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 2003, <laughs> that was produced first. <laughs> 